0: This is Teachers Talk Radio and you are listening live. listening. Imagine a world where you were free to focus on sparking curiosity in your students and giving them access to the awe and wonder of learning. A world where you were supported to deliver a truly personalised education to help all your learners achieve their potential. No need to imagine it because that's exactly what the Oxford Smart Curriculum Service delivers. Seamlessly integrating curriculum, resources, assessment, next steps and professional development Every component of Oxford Smart is connected and working to provide you with a uniquely coherent and responsive service that empowers you and your students with transformational effect. The Oxford Smart Curriculum Service. When everything connects, anything is possible.
1: If you have a passion for education and a talent for teaching and learning, the Witherslack Group want to hear from you. Join them as they open an incredible new school in Essex and be a founding teacher of English, Maths, Science or Primary with multiple leadership opportunities available too. As Teachers Talk Radio partners, we know how much they care about the well-being of staff and their offer to you will be superb. To find out more and apply for a role, visit www.witherslackgroup.co.uk forward slash careers.
0: This is Teachers Talk Radio and this is Teachers Talk Radio News.
1: Many media outlets report on newly released government data which shows the proportions of students studying at different universities by ethnic group. Statistics released by the Department for Education compare progression rates of state school-educated pupils to top universities. The top universities are defined as the top third of higher education providers when ranked by the highest entry requirements. In 2020-21, 10.5% of white pupils from state school backgrounds were studying at Britain's top institutions by the age of 19. This is just below the 10.7% of black students in the same group. However, both black and white teens continue to fall behind numbers for Asian, Chinese and mixed race students with Chinese teens most likely to attend top universities with a rate of 40%. Research suggests that it is important to challenge the assumption that white working class students form one homogenous group if numbers across the group are to improve. ITV Channel Islands news focuses on the government of Sark's decision to reject a parent's case for damages for failing to provide an effective education for her child. The case was rejected due to irregularities in the court paperwork. Zoe Adams attempted to sue Sark's government after it voted against renting a property in Guernsey to house Sark's schoolchildren. Since 2019, children over the age of 13 are educated in Guernsey schools and housed by host families, but this year many Sark families have struggled to find hosts for their children. On Tuesday the 26 July, Sark's chief pleas rejected proposals to rent a home for the children, saying the house was not viable and would wreck Sark's finances. Ms. Adams now has seven days to resubmit paperwork but she says that Sark is breaching its legal obligations. While some families have taken action to rent properties of their own, three children, including the son of Ms. Adams, are still unsure where they will live for the next school year. The government will meet again on the 17th of August and will outline plans for parents to arrange their own accommodation in Guernsey, Jersey or the UK, with some government funding or decide if they want online learning or homeschooling instead. In Rochdale, a charity group is setting up a free uniform swap next month. With parents across the country beginning to think of the new term, the Random Acts of Kindness group in Middleton is hosting a school uniform event where families can get any school clothes they need free of charge. The charity is requesting donations of uniform items for any of the area's primary or secondary schools. The items must be clean and in good condition. With a cost-of-living crisis beginning to bite, it's worth checking for similar projects in your local area, as many schools and charities seek to support their communities as much as possible. This has been your Teachers Talk Radio weekend news with Joe Fox.
0: This is Two Minute
2: Tech with Steve Woods, your tech briefing on Teachers Talk Radio. Hello, this week it's finally the summer break for almost everyone. This is the time when teachers realise that six weeks is a long time and although it's great to be off and doing things, it can cost a lot of money, especially if you've got kids. So, what can tech do for us to help? This episode is about letting tech come to your rescue to find cheap or free days out near you, or further afield if you want to travel. This might be my least complicated two-minute tech to date. All you need is access to the internet and in a search engine. If you want to make it more techy, ask Siri, Alexa, or your favourite AI personal assistants. I chose the type search option. Typing Cheap Days Out UK, feel free to replace UK with another destination, into a search engine took me to a list compiled by TripAdvisor of the 10 best cheap things to do in the UK. Ideas here range from visiting Tower Bridge to Chester Cathedral, all with ratings and advice from previous visitors. Adjusting my search little, Free Days Out UK found me another list from Skyscanner, ranging from the Natural History Museum to the Royal Botanic Garden in Edinburgh. Then my favourite search of the day three days out near me. This gave me a list of nearby places. If you allowed access to your location, then there is no need to even type the destination. If you prefer not to give that data away, then simply type the destination you're considering visiting. I was impressed by the selection of places I could go, some of which reminded me, there's a lot to do in your locality and you don't always have to make a long journey. So this week, I'm going to be asking, what is a good day out near you on Twitter? Let's see if social media can give us some ideas to enjoy our summer without breaking the bank. Why not get in touch with your top tips at TT Radio 2022? Follow us and tell us what is a good, free or cheap day out near you. I'm Steve Woods, and that was Two Minute Tech. Two Minute Tech with Steve Woods. Your tech briefing on Teachers
0: Talk Radio.
3: Oh, Kev, thank you so
4: much for joining us today. Absolute pleasure, Darren. Absolute pleasure.
5: I am delighted to to have you on. Um, I've already told the audience so much about you before our interview has started.
4: (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
5: So what that means is we can just kind of jump straight in. So you you home educated your children. Um, What made you decide to do that?
4: There were multiple factors, Darren. At the time, uh, there were multiple factors. Um, some of it was uh, just happened to be timing. They were at a school um, in uh, we were living in Gloucestershire, and they were at a school which sadly was failing. Uh, it was failing on multiple levels, um, and it, it it was sad to see because it was a lovely school, and we just moved to the area. We we'd moved from Northamptonshire um due to my wife's job we've been banks around the country and we come back to Gloucestershire where she was brought up and sadly the school was starting to slide um and i just i uh, i was about to begin a university career i was going to be a careers officer um i i wanted to do that i'd worked for the government in that capacity for the for the department of employment for several years and i wanted to take that further so i had all these things that were planned up i was going to do this the wife was working um we were in a lovely house and the kids were at school at the end of the road and we thought well this is lovely we've got the dog the cat we've got the kids at the school this is brilliant oh, a and- dream! yeah living a dream we got the 2.4 um, um cars and all that kind of stuff <laughs> so i i started to st- i started to do my university stuff and i started to uh, pursue a career and it became clear to me that the school was failing and it, it, it was a real difficult one for me because i've always since i was a child i've always prided for me education is 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 the top priority yeah. and especially as a child and when i was a child i was a vacuum for knowledge um and i was just sucking up information everywhere. i i absolutely adored it and had i had the internet at that stage i would have never gone out of the house i would have been as pale as a um as a snowman but, so <laughs> for me education with the, with the we had two daughters at the time uh one uh, we, one was 6 one was uh just coming up to 5 and we thought well that's it it's a lovely school and gradually over the over the weeks we began to get worried and concerned they were coming home with stories about bullying they were coming home with bruises on their face um they were coming home with lots of things from it, it was clear that the education wasn't going in. I saw their books at the end of one term, and it was I was not happy with it at all because there was literally, it was clear that they'd done no work. Okay. And the work that they, the work that they had done. And I, I said to them, why if you the eldest um began to develop, I would say, psychological issues, especially when you mentioned the word maths. If you oh. mentioned the word mathematics to her, she would jump two foot in the air and then hide under the table. And I thought, well, right. that's never. That can be right, <laughs> that's, not, that's not normal behavior not um, at all. So I said, Why do you have this problem with you know the m word? Um, and she broke down, and uh, the she, the teachers were telling her that she was stupid and this and that. And I said, wow. Well, can I have can you bring your maths book home so I can have a look at it? And it was half for, for and it has been over two terms, there was hardly any work in it. But what work was in it? Was full of red crosses and angry words. Okay. Word. Okay. You are useless. You are stupid. See me. You're never going to get this. Why do I even bother? All this kind of stuff. And wow. I thought, yeah, that's what I thought. Or well, what's that effect? I thought <laughs> that. I said, well, what? you know, we went back to school and we had a chat, and it was I was expecting maybe a balanced conversation, but it was all put on to Oh, she's lazy. Oh, she's just showing off. Oh, she's doing this. And I said, well, while I'm at it, she came home with a black eye last week. Well, why did she come home with a black eye? oh uh, well she's uh she's just trying to get attention and, and it was this kind of stuff and i okay. thought i said and i said to the wife i'm not i'm not happy with this and she said well what do you want to do about it and i said well i don't know now at that time it was that was about 90 at the end of 97 going into 98 and the internet was kind of a new thing then yes and we we because I, I can remember back then we had to pay quite a lot for it until aol came in and kind of <laughs> And kind of made it, but but basically, like BT were charging like two or three hundred pounds a month for it. Wow! And and I can remember we had it. I think when AOL came in, and took it right down. And well the free that,
5: free CDs through the letterbox. Yeah,
4: that's that. Yes, yes. Going back, that's how old we are. Um, <laughs> and I had I had a lot of friends who were in America, and I was telling them about this, and they said, "Oh, you know, that's terrible! That's terrible!" And I had a few I had a couple of friends who were teachers over there and they told me about, it. they said, Have you ever thought of home education? And I said, What what's that? I mean, had I thought about it, I could have put it together, (laughs) probably. And they said, Well, it's this thing thing, thinking. And I thought, oh, okay. And so I spoke to my wife and I did some research. And it had become it had just not long been legal in the U in the UK, 96 it came in, in um, under the Employment Act. And I thought, Hmm, okay, but I researched it for a couple of months, for two or three months. I told the girls that, you know, hang in there and we kept going back to the school and saying, look, you know, can we get them, Yeah, you know, please don't give up on them. Please don't, you know, I'm so angry because the eldest one was literally developing, uh, she had curvature of the spine where, where. No. It got to that stage. She couldn't sit up straight. And if you, again, and if I mentioned mass under the table, and I'd have to coax her out with chocolate or beanie babies. <laughs> it got that bad.
3: It was okay. really bad.
4: so I went round to the school and I tried for the other teens' time and it became very aggressive back at us. And it was basically, you know, we said, Oh no, um, you know, your child is um. You know she's see, she's seeking attention that's what it is and and it's not that she's not good at maths; it's that she's just stupid and she's lazy and i tried a few things i've gone out to wh smith i'm sure they do they still do them but they did a whole range of educational books yes yeah. and i got a one on M word which is what <laughs> meant in, 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 in case she's listening and hides under a table um, <laughs> but, and, I, and i went through it uh, and. I could tell that she did not have the first inkling about anything. And I said, why, you, you know, basic stuff. No, 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 no. I can't do it. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. I'm stupid. And one of the teachers had said, said to her, I had written in a book, actually, that's it. You're going on to the dumb table. <sighs> and I said, what's a dumb table, darling? And she said, oh, it's a table where three or four of us sit and uh, and we're all stupid. And and they do maths but we have to draw cats and i thought well that's not great and i know i thought well i'm not having this so i went back to school again with the wife hello here i am again and i said look this is ridiculous this is ridiculous and again she's coming home with black eyes yeah we've had, we've had ambulances at the school for other children they've had to go to the hospital there's a real it's starting to fail um and it sure Sure enough, actually, after I pulled them out, I think within two months um, the the school closed down and then there was a complete reopening. And so it was sadly it was on the slide. So I did research with my friends in America. I checked out the law and I approached Gloucestershire Local Educational Authority Uh, because I'd gone around to the school and I'd had one last go and I said, look, come on, this is ridiculous and i basically got told that i was you know i was making stuff up and nothing had happened and they didn't have black eyes and they you know they didn't have blood coming out of their noses where they've been punched and they weren't getting bullied and, and 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 this wasn't happening the school books didn't say this and i said to them i'm sorry i've had enough i've had enough and i went home and, and me and the wife had a chat and and i said right i've done some research i'm going to try and pull them out but i need which is a daunting thing to say, because I kind of heard that say that and thought, God, (laughs) what do I do now? So I thought, right, I'll go to the Local Education Authority and I have to say, Gloucestershire LEA are brilliant. They were fantastic. At that time, Darren, I think there were five of us in the county.
5: Okay, wow.
4: We were home educated. Wow. It it was that new, because uh, I joined a lot of online groups then and there was a very militant edge because although it had become legal a lot of leas throughout britain were very aggressive towards you if you said i'm well actually i'm going to pull my killer they were threatening legal action so when i i joined all these groups these parent groups and i was given all this legal stuff you know if they come around and say this then you have to say this you know and all these laws all these uk laws mostly from the 1996 home home education act because people were being threatened with court and fines and all sorts of things people had the police turn up at their door yep. um and 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 so we, it was very we were kind of a militant bunch at the time because it was about you know well this is the law and this is these are our rights you yeah. so i started and i i went to the LEA. a lovely lady came out with an assistant and we had a lovely chat she met the girls and i said help <laughs> <laughs> And you know, she said, you know, are you a teacher? I said, no, um, but, you know, please help me. What do I need to do? And she said, well, I can give you. And she gave, she brought in a load of books. I still got them. And basically at that time, it was the same books that went out to the primary school teachers. And what it was, it was the curriculum for the year. Yeah. Week by week, day by day. I had a, a calendar of everything to do. And at the back, there was what was expected you know the lesson plans she photocopied everything out she said look um we're working together for from this point and they i i, I couldn't fault them down they were absolutely brilliant and it gave me the confidence to think well i'm not on my own yeah you know, no,
3: absolutely
4: not, absolutely they were brilliant and i said well how does it you know tell me how it works and she said well effectively kevin we treat you as an independent school yeah and i said okay fine I said what does that entail she said well you've got all the support um i mean obviously not when you leave the system there is no financial assistance whatsoever none so she said you are aware that you will have to pay for everything exams fees all you know all this kind of stuff we cannot help you financially we can give you advice we can give you print out books whatever you want and i said cool yeah that's fine uh, because at primary, I didn't think, well, yeah, you know, that, that you know, it's not gonna be, you know, that, that's you and I wasn't expecting to do it for that long. I thought no. I might do it for two months. Um, and then go, you know, and then maybe find it in the new school and yes. you know stream them back in and exactly that. This is just a temporary measure, kids. It's all right, you're not gonna be looking at me, you know, <laughs> for 10, 11 years, God bless you. Um, and all this stuff. And I started, um we we started the following Monday, and I was very nervous. I went out, I got myself a load of stuff, again, from Smith's um, because you've got that, oh, I have to build a school, where do I start? Luckily, we were living in Stroud at the time and at the bottom of our hill, there was a, a very old private school that had been there for some time. And he, I think he was, he, he was coming up to retirement, but he uh, I rang him and I asked him, I, I think I asked him if he had any, uh, any spare exercise books or something like that. And he went, oh, perfect timing. Uh, come down, you know, because I've got, I've got something to show you. And I thought, okay. And he said, you know what, me and my wife are near retirement. And he was shutting the school down. He closed it completely. And he said, I've got a school full of exercise books, pens, papers, textbooks. And he you know, he said, I'll sell you anything for a very cheap price. So I, I literally stripped him out of all this stuff. Fair enough. So I had a load of stuff then. I had textbooks and I had exercise books and I thought that's interesting. I went to Smith's and at that time obviously is KS-1. So I bought all the books from W.H. Smith's English and math and science and everything I could get on KS-1. They were quite reasonable price there. I'm not sure what they are now. I also found out about BBC bite size and things like that. So I had about, I gave myself a week to kind of put this together and build a master plan so i found the bbc bite-size website and thought oh my god so they've got all the lesson plans there as well so i thought oh and then i've got the lea so again i suddenly i don't feel alone i don't feel as if oh it's me on my own and i'm you know you know facing this um, um monster army um so I, when I started, Darren, I stuck rigidly to the book. I stuck rigidly. So Monday, what are we doing today? Oh, we're doing that in English. We're doing that in maths. We're doing that in science. We're doing this. Um, And it took me a little, because I, it was very nerve-wracking, because you don't know how well you're doing. You think, oh, my God, am I messing this up? Am I doing it right? Yeah. And they're enjoying it. My biggest problem was with the eldest one, with with the mm, N-word. Because, again, I don't right, write. Should we have a little go at mathematics under the table." Um, and I thought, oh, great, here we go. And I said, right. And I thought, right, let's use a bit of psychology here. I, I looked at the book. It was full of red X's, red X, red X. So I, I got a brand new exercise book from the school down the road and I wrote the M word on it. And I said, this is yours. And we had all the shaking. And I said, you're not going under the table. I said, right, let's start. And I thought, right, what's the best way to do this? And I said, right, I've got one apple and you've got one apple. How many apples have we got together? well two apples big tick and I, I did 20 questions like that really simple i thought let's yep. go back right back to square one and i but then at the end of that and my friend in america big give me a load of stickers and things like that and all these wonderful these big gold stars and well done and you you're a prime student you're you, you're you're fantastic you are and she gave me all this stuff and i i gave her the oldest um all this stuff uh 20 questions and she sat there shaking thinking, Oh God. And she had 20 out of 20 and I put, well done, big gold star, sticker, sticker, sticker. And she looked at it and she went, what's this? And I said, well done, you got 20 out of 20. And we went from there. That's where we built it. And then I kept to that level for some time and then gradually we went up. But I thought we got to start somewhere where she can build that confidence and get it going because you know, there's no point. There's no point in saying, well, let's start with advanced algebra and work backwards so she gradually straightened up lost the curvature of the spine because she knew then that when we had the n-word it was going to be that kind of level Yeah. and she said is it going to get harder and i said oh yeah but you but you're look your brain is developing you're seven for god's sake your brain's still growing you're going to get used to this and i went back to my school days which was a long time ago now in, in the 60s and 70s and i remember that uh, when i started at primary school my 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 mother was like me very much at, had big on the education and when i started school at five i already knew my times table up to about 12. I, she made sure that i'd done that i'd, I'd read everything she would give me books and and it was done through repetition yes yeah. when i went to school we would have to start of the day. These, you know, you would have your time tables: one times five to five two five times five is ten, three 3 and we would. It would become a mantra. And I realised that that goes into the subconscious. That's how, you know, 15 25 years later, somebody says eight times nine is, and you go seventy-two. Oh, where did that come from? Um, it, 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 <laughs> it comes from somewhere in nineteen sixty-eight, where somebody put yeah. that into my head. Nine times eight is 72. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And all this stuff, i thought right well let's employ that because that works um and i think somewhere in the 80s that kind of went out if you've seen happened and so i thought well this is the school of kevin we can do what we like i can do what yes, i like absolutely I thought, starting to get a bit more confident now you see um and and i thought right well let's do that so best thing i ever did i bought a whiteboard big whiteboard yes and every morning we started with five minutes of mental mass by the time you finished school, it became every day an hour of mental mass before we started. We would start early, we would get up in the morning, have our breakfast, make sure they had lots of um, liquid and food. To start the day, we would have a laugh, we would keep it light. We would be lots of city childish jokes, which, are, you know. You know um, <laughs> <laughs> I find it really difficult, obviously, but I did <laughs> lower, lower myself to that level. Um and there would be lots of jokes and silly poems and things like that. And then say, right, and once you were relaxed, we would go in. We might even watch a bit of um BBC bite size, yeah. what what haven't have their, their toast or their cereal, just to get the brain warmed up now and say, right, I come to whiteboard, right? We're gonna start with our two times table today and we go through. And then the next day we would do the two times and the three times, and then we do the three times and the four times. So I noticed <laughs> that after a month they know what three sevens are without even thinking. It's just coming out of their mouth. 21. Yeah. 7, is 28. Uh, and, and, and now they're looking at each other and going, what kind of magic is this? Yeah. What kind of wizard is teaching us this? Because <laughs> it's, coming out of, it's coming out of our mouths. And I went, haha, See, so you can do it. So once we built the basis of, in mathematics with the numbers, it was, you can then build from that. You've got that foundation. And I thought, what if it works The math? is going to work with English. And we went with obviously letters. And then we were able to do what is a noun? What is a verb? What is an adverb? What is an adjective? And slowly, gradually build it up. And I, I was still keeping to the framework, Darren, of the book. But I think within six months onwards, or six to twelve months, I was starting to freeform a little bit. Yes. And going outside of the book. And then when the confidence came in, I thought, well, hang on a minute. What can I teach them that's not in the book? Mm-hmm. Now I've been very lucky, and I've got lots of hobbies, and I've had lots of interesting jobs, and I've got you know lots of things. I've done lots of interesting things in my life, and I thought, well, I used to work as a photographer. I'll, I'll, I'll start teaching them that. Nice. So I started to teach them photography. When I was six or seven, I discovered astronomy. It blew my head open. But I've got a really good, and I thought, right, we can go out on the night time in winter. We can go out at six o'clock. And I'll teach them all the constellations. This yeah, is how so much freedom. Find, yeah, this is how you find the Pleiades. You find Sirius, the brightest star in the sky, and then you find the Orion's Belt, and it points up to it. You know, and then we, I, I, I bought a telescope and binoculars, so then I'm looking at the planet Jupiter through binoculars and the planet Saturn. And then every morning, what I did became a discussion. Yeah. So we would start a discussion, and that would be it. Might be why Saturn got rings so we would talk about that and then what i loved about it Darren, is we start talking about saturn's rings and they were firing questions at me and i'm lucky i've got a good general knowledge i used to have a head full of stuff
5: right well i'm hoping i'm really hoping that your answer to this question is going to be no given what a a clearly (laughs) traumatic experience it was do, do you think that that your reasons for homeschooling so what what particularly your eldest went through at school Um, are kind of typical of the reasons that parents choose to homeschool?
4: I think it it, it depends largely on the situation, Darren. I spoke to a lot of people. It depends, at that time in Britain, I think possibly, yes. And certainly nowadays, it seems to be, when I talk to parents now, and I say, why? it's a similar thing. The parents don't feel that their children have been educated to some, Extent mm-hmm. or there's physical interactions, and the child is literally afraid to go to school, and yeah. this is causing psychological or even medical impacts. As I say, yeah. and so there's a fear of going, and, and and that back when, as I say, back when I started, it was incredibly rare. And, you know, yeah, it, it, they were, I say I, I think I'm pretty sure there were five of us in the county. Um, so there, yeah, because I think I knew most of them on first uh, um, name terms over over the years. And from talking to them, it was a similar thing. But then when I spoke to my friends in America, it's a whole different bundle because there, the main reason for home education is religion. Yes. So there was a real religious, they wanted their children to be brought up in a strong, usually predominantly Christian or evangelical, um, um, scenario where Christianity was a large part of it. Yeah. Um, and also the, I was talking to the LEA lady about this and she said the other aspect that we have in the UK are travelers. Yes. And and so with the traveler community, again, there was this feeling of we want them to be brought up in our ways, you know, with our culture. And so, you know, sometimes there would be that they would go to a local school, but often the older generation would want them brought up with the traditional traveler values uh and cultures and they felt that that couldn't be taught by people outside the traveler community Fair so um, so so i think yeah pretty i think of the five i think three of them had been bullied uh or, or the other two were kind of very i think they were Wiccan or something like that they okay. were that kind of ilk and it was they saw mainstream education as being way too I don't know, I think one described it as a form of emotional entrapment or something like okay. that. So it's clear that they were always going to bring their children up um, in a very free and open style. And so, therefore, they wanted to, you know, put their mark on their children and, and everything else. You know, this, this is how we look at life. So, a lot of their lessons were done out in the woods and all this yeah. of stuff. And this is how we make nettle tea and all that, all that kind of thing, which is fine. Um, but, but for me, it was, I want, you know, I felt that they weren't getting the educational options that they, that they really should have had. And I would yeah. love them to you. And it's a real, you know, it's a real shame because my, my primary school was brilliant. When I, my secondary yeah. school was bloody awful but <laughs> my primary school was fantastic. And I learned so much at primary school and, and I, I, I wanted them to have that experience. Yeah. And, and when I, when I started primary school in the late sixties, it was very progressive primary school and we were we were doing stage shows down at the theater royal we were doing stage shows at the bristol hippodrome we'd be going to wembley to see football we'd be going here we'd be going there we'd be working with the local police and all sorts of it was a real you know it was it was really exciting time and yeah. um, yeah. and i thought wow you know and i can remember saying something before they went you're gonna love this it's gonna be fun oh best days of your life and all this and they were coming home and saying and it was clear that, that you know they weren't getting that experience Um, so yeah i think it was pretty typical um okay. at at the time although as i say we were incredibly incredibly few in number um but it was an interesting time to do it also i can say it was on the cusp of the internet the internet had just come in so yeah. it felt yeah and also the the law just changed so in some ways it felt like well if we're going to do it this is the right time to do it and as I said, without the support of the LEA, I, I think I would have thought twice about it because they were so supportive. And they gave me the confidence to believe that I could do it. They warned me of the hard work. They warned me that I would be making notes all night. I would be revising for the next day, the next <laughs> year. And boy, was I doing that. And I was, I, I, was, I was doing it on Saturdays. I was doing it on Sundays and I was planning the week ahead. I can remember buying calendars. I can remember the you know, you know, um um diaries, A4 diaries. I really, I thought if I'm gonna do it, and I am somebody, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna go out and and do it. Yeah, and when I worked for the Department of Employment, I, uh, we would I, um I was working on putting a lot of training schemes together for prisoners, for all sorts of people. And so I enjoy that, I enjoy that nurturing, I enjoy that, you know, here's some information, here's some information, this this information could help you. And I've got such a passion for all forms of education um, that um, yeah. And I thought I, I you know I've got to give this 100%. I have really got to give it everything. So I would be two or three weeks ahead yeah. in my planning. I would know where I was going. I thought right. And I used to work in archaeology, so I thought right. Well, let's put that in. So nice. so we went right back to when I you know when I started working with Bristol Museum back in the eighties. We went all the way back to the Bronze Age. We had field trips out to Avery. We had field trips out to Westgate Longborough and all this kind of stuff, Silver Hill. We'd go and see sun circles, we'd go to museums. And I I realized from an early point that that was a key part of the education. My wife at the time was working in sales and there was a lot of times when she would have to go out all over the UK. And it gave us the chance to go, hey kids, let's let's go with her. Amazing. she would drop us off somewhere up in Yorkshire and I would be on the internet going, like, right, where's the nearest stem Circle? where's the nearest <laughs> museum, where's the nearest... Um, and and or in London, which is, oh my God. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, when the confidence came, I thought, well, let's take every opportunity to put knowledge into their heads, to put experiences and learning into their heads. But yeah, I think, um, to answer your question, yeah, I, it, it was very much, um, I think it was atypical of the time, but there are obviously other reasons why yeah. kids were being home educated at that time. Ours wasn't due to religious or cultural mm. in any way. It was purely the fact that I wanted them to have a standard of education that they weren't getting. And, yes. and I was very disappointed by that and upset by that. But you know, I felt that they, you know, because to me, you don't get that time again. You don't no. you, you can study as an adult, but the childhood is precious, and it's the time when. You know, and I thought back to me, it's a six year old where I had my first set of the Sucrepes, and then at seven when I discovered astronomy and my brain exploding. Oh, my God, I found out how far Jupiter is away from the Earth. Oh, my God. And I thought that going to Western was a long way. In the past, you know, oh, my God. And now I found out how far the sun is and how big the sun is. And then, you know, how far Andromeda is. is 2.2 million light years away. Oh, my God. What's light year? Oh, my yeah. God. You know, all that. And so absolutely. Time to instill that in. And we were able to do that in the mornings. Just by chatting and relaxing with, you know, snacks and and a bottle of chocolate or some cereal <laughs> and a drink, and then saying, you know, as I said before, Dad, what's the um, you know, what why 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 does Saturn have rings? And you say, well, yeah, know, blah, 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 blah. Dad, what's an asteroid? And we start talking about asteroids and Saturn, and we would end up talking about something from World War II. Yeah. Or uh, um llamas for Antarctica and luckily I've got this I I had this 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 vast knowledge this all all this trivia rubbish that I I learned from trivia groups and books over the years and so I was usually able but I was also honest with them down from the start and I said look if you ask me something and I don't know it let's let's team up and go and find out together So yeah. we would do that, and they would say, "Dad, what's the you know square root of a blah blah blah?" And I go, "I have little clue." Hey kids, let's go find that together. So we would go on to Google and w- whatever it was back then, AOL, um, and we would go in and we would find that together. And they go, yeah. "Oh!" So we would learn. So you know, it was a constant learning experience. I-, I think for all of us, and and I really enjoyed that because I had to go back forty years to, <laughs> to well, no, no, it wasn't that time. It would have been about thirty years, I think. To my to my school, um uh, uh, and to primary school, and 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 go back and all those subjects, you know, all things yeah. you, you never thought, you know, you thought, oh thank God, I'm not gonna need to know, know you know what's a cosine and a sign. I don't need to learn that again. Logarithm, you can do one because I never <laughs> need to And now I've got to go back in what is a logarithm. Yes. I just, spell it? I forgot it's been <laughs> actually, it's been a decade back. But, but it was great for me because. I I had the passion that I wanted to, you know, every morning. Even though sometimes maybe I was only a few pages ahead of them in textbook, but I had to stand up and be confident yes. and give them the impression. I know what I'm talking about, <laughs> Jordan. Honest, <laughs> honest. I, <laughs> I think, think we've all been there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, I I know. Oh yes, yes. Feel free to chat questions at me. Um, <laughs> If yeah. I not you, then uh, yeah. But 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 it's it, and and that. But I found that daunting and also. As I say, I, I didn't I want to give myself a safety that, And if I didn't know anything, I would say to them, I don't know that. Yeah. I, you know, we don't know that yet. So let's go find it.
5: That's such a good life skill for kids to learn. You Absolutely. know, that nobody can know everything and there's no shame in looking things up.
4: Absolutely. And it helped their confidence because they learned to ask. Yeah. They learned if they did, oh, we don't know something. And I think, you know, they admired my honesty in saying sometimes, I have got a clue. Yeah. Let's go look it up on AOL. God bless <laughs> AOL for giving us the internet. Absolutely. So, so we would go and look it up on that, and go, "Oh, that, that's what a draft brain is made of," and that's how big <laughs> a, a, a dormouse is, and that's how far it is to Pluto, and, and all this kind of stuff. And we would learn together, and and that became a part of it. it you know, it became it, it became a part of the process of learning. They yeah. they recognised that I was learning myself that every morning I had to stand up and try, you know present well to present the confidence, but that can only come from planning that yes. can only come from getting it in your head. I know what this is, I know what that is, I know how to find the angle of that by you know cross sectioning that even though you know and even though I only learned it twenty minutes ago, I know how to do it, and I can do it backwards and I admire teachers because you know the confidence that you must give to to children, and as I said, I remember my primary school, and I love my teachers. I love my school; it's still there now, bless it and love it. And I, yeah, I remember the 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 sense of fr- intellectual freedom that they yeah. gave me when they found out that I had my first set of children's encyclopedia Britannica in 1969. And so they would come to me every day, and they would encourage me. They say, "I want you to go home and look up Roman Empire, and then come and tell me all about it on Monday." Yeah. Roman Empire. Roman Empire. 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 <laughs> Julius Caesar. Oh, Make make notes. I go back and say, Julius Caesar. Oh, Julius <laughs> Caesar. And they go, well. But, but I, I yeah, so it's, yeah. I think you have to have that, Darren, as well. I within home education. Well, you know, I mean, ideally in teaching of all kinds, but as we know, you know, some sometimes that that passion isn't there. Yeah. Um yeah. And, and and you know, that is incredibly difficult to deal with.
5: Yes. So. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. As 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 a school teacher, I found it very difficult to to hear that that your girls' school failed them, hmm. um, yeah, and, and that that was is. that that was your reason to take them out because you know we all want to believe that schools are doing their best and I, i'm Absolutely. sure that the school did believe that it was doing its best it did, and it and, and it's hard for us to 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 make that decision but i think what what i have not thought about before and that you've now convinced me of is how grateful i am that you had that opportunity
4: hmm. that you
5: that you could take your girls out
4: yeah. um
5: and, and give them the education that they clearly needed
4: yeah i th- the school did turn itself around within have- a matter of about a year but it it, it went through the they went through the mill. yeah um and it, it did have to i think they um they pretty much um turned it around and got new staff in by then we were already probably 18 months into the home ed and i did say to the girls would you like to go back and they said no we're happy where we are yeah um the youngest one stayed with me initially for 18 months and then she decided that she wanted to go to a different school okay um and i i think the biggest reason for that was social she was about seven or eight she was a she's a, she was a very social animal yeah and although she was enjoying the lessons she missed her friends yeah. um and she just came to me one day and said that can i go back to school and i said why you know what reasons would you like to go back and she said because i dismissed my friends and i said fine if that's what you know for as long as you're getting the education and it was a different school um it was about a mile away and they had a good rep and so she stayed there for the remainder of her um her uh, primary years and it was just me and eldest and eldest again is very much like me she just loves to learn so yeah. we we had a we we had a really good 18 months where uh, right up for the rest of the primary school where you know we were able to do things Um, we would go and meet her at the end of the day we'd take her up but the, the the youngest made that choice at the age of eight i i would like to go back to school i want to see what it's like i miss it and i said fine please go yeah you, know, you know it's there um ultimately it didn't work out for her okay. um, but she tried she had to go and uh eventually she did come back at age 11 and i said right would you like to go to secondary school and she said no i'd like to come back with you uh, and she was a little bit older then and so you know she was of a different mindset yeah and i think when she was younger i think she initially saw it as a bit of an easy maybe a little bit of an easy cover i i don't know but, <laughs> no. but it's yeah you, know, you know but there was she wanted that social interaction and i said absolutely fine because you can't deny that social interaction it has no. to be. and she wanted to be there and Well, it was a it was a better school experience than than the first one, but ultimately it didn't work out for her. And we've always given them the choice of what what you know what do you want to do? You can go back to school tomorrow. That's fine. You know, I'll go and get my degree, and then I'll go and do something, and then I'll go and do this. Yeah, I'll be fine. Mum will be fine. We'll be fine. The cat will be fine. It's all about you and what you want to do. So we always gave them the chance, and we always sat and talked and chatted. And right from the early start, as you're saying, it's about. We, we always gave them a say. So first thing in the morning, I would encourage them to ask questions because both of them, when they were younger, were very shy. And I, yeah. thought, and, and I was very shy and I had speech problems when I was younger, re- really severe speech problems. I couldn't say the words. Okay. And I, knew, I knew what hell awaited you know, that yes. brought with it. In, yeah. Especially in terms of social interaction where, yeah, you, absolutely. where you don't want to engage in that at all um, because you get laughed at. So, and, and so I was probably over-keen, well not over-keen, I was very keen to encourage them to always ask questions. Yes. Um, right from an early age, because there shouldn't be any limits. You should be able to ask me anything. Yeah. And again, if I don't know it, I'll find out.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's really good. That must've been so good for your, your um, father-daughter, parent-child relationship, that they then felt that they could come to you about anything and ask these questions and talk to you. I,
4: I I think so. Yeah, we we've got a really good bond now. Um, we've always, because I mean, i was seeing them pretty much 24 seven. Yeah. And that's an odd kind of thing sometimes, because I, I mean, it was great. They were a great company and we, I mean, we laughed, we laughed and we laughed. <laughs> we, we made up silly songs all day. We, we, we made jokes at seven to find hysterical. Uh, <laughs> you can imagine what those would be about. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we made songs about it. We sang them we learned them and, and then we with um i taught them um musical instruments so we would then take those songs onto the keyboards nice. onto, or onto the saxophone and we would learn them so everything, you know everything's a learning opportunity but, but it was all about you know because they've been so tense especially the eldest one it was all about relaxing or trying to relax and yeah all right you know we're dealing with real life and everything else and there were some days you know in real life that are more stressful than others and there were some days where you know maybe i would have to say to them look i i'm not really feeling good today can you go and do some work i've done some work for you we'll have a creative day yeah. and i had to go and lie down in a dark room with cucumbers over my eyes <laughs> or, or whatever to get back in the in the zone and they yeah. were very understanding of that and they got it from the word go yeah. and
3: they yeah. would
4: say that's right daddy you go lie down we'll make you a cup of coffee and everything else uh, and they would get on with their artwork or they'd be doing this or they'd be doing that. Or I could sit them down in front of BBC Bite Size. I'd yep. say there's a documentary on how to. There used to be a wonderful program. I think it's still going in school. I think it was called How To. Yes. And it showed how things were built. So they come back and go, we've learned how to build a tractor. And I thought, "We <laughs> ain't going there. <laughs> <laughs> All we need is some big steel and massive tires. Pat. Where can we yeah. buy them? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not watching that again but <laughs> uh, but, but it, yeah it's very much we we were we were all in it together and I was very lucky that you know 99 days out of hundred we were able to do that you know we yeah. were able to have that supportive and and also we were able to get things done very quick I found very very early on if we started it say half past eight and we we would have our breakfast and we would have our chat and we would have our mental math and we would have our mental English and I, I'm watching their brains go their cognitive gears going up and I'm thinking right now they're ready for some input. Yeah and now you know and so now we're, we're going to look at some um, subtraction. And so <laughs> on the whiteboard blah 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 or we're gonna look at you know and um, um, English and everything else. Yeah. So um I noticed that if we did that even with a break for lunch of an hour we'd be by one o'clock, half past one, we were kind of done. Yeah. We were able to get things through, through, uh, through things, probably at a faster pace. And, and, and that surprised me, because I thought it would take longer. Um, so it was, but but by half past one, I could see their brains were starting to, there was steam coming out, because yes. I blinded, we've put a lot in, I I put a lot in your heads today. So I'd say, right, for the last hour, let's do some crayoning, in, let's do some, we would go to hobbycraft and we'd get all the things for you you know just every anything to do with art where yeah. theyd just the paper off or they'd be doing drawings stippling all this kind of stuff um and they were they were they both loved their creativity so i could say at the end of the day right we're going to ease down now or you can watch a bit of telly, you know you can watch that program on how to yeah. papers, you can use this, you can do that um and so you know it, it became again i think with confidence, the days became more uh, uh shorter and mm-hmm. more, and more productive. Um, because I'd I'd forgotten how, how much information a primary school child can can ingest. Yes. Oh my God. And I'd be thinking, right, you know, that's gonna to be too much for them. And they <laughs> suck it up like a yep. Uber and then go, what's next? And I go, Oh, blame it. I haven't done that yet. I haven't <laughs> got that fire. I thought, blame me! I've given you like 52 pieces of information today. And they're going, more, we want more, yeah. feed, me. feed me, Seymour. So it was, yeah, it was kind of, so I had to then expand that and put more in. But we had lots of lessons where I could see their confidence needed building. And I'd say, right, okay, well, we're just going to chat for an hour. Yep. We're going to start talking about stuff. We might talk about history. We might talk about science. We might talk about earth science, natural science. Mm. We might talk about the state of the world. We might talk about geography. Uh, I wanted them to have basic knowledge. During those primary years, the key for me was to create basic knowledge. So, in in every subject. Yeah. So we start so we started in science, and I started with this is where we live in Stroud and then we went out and we did a map and stroud is in the county of Gloucestershire and Gloucestershire is in the know, west of England and England is part of the United Kingdom, United Kingdom is part of Europe and then we went to the world and then we went out from there into the solar system and then we went out into so, so they I wanted them to have that in primary that they knew where they came from yeah. and also they knew what the capital of Russia was they knew where Peru was I think the beauty of that also is that and this is where I don't envy you, I had the luxury if they didn't get something, Darren. I had, and I, I can remember looking in the book in the big blue book that I said that I still yeah. got, and I think it was maths I was looking at. And I think the subject was something like it was something like fractions, yeah. And I noticed that there were key days where they did fractions, it, it would go in, you know, and then there was a pause, and then they'd come back to it later in the term, yeah. And I thought. Well, that's okay, but say you miss the first bit and then you come in, in the end bit, because it's gonna be I was lucky in that I had the time to say, and fractions did cause a problem yeah. a lot. So we would do fractions for maybe half an hour or an hour, and I'd say at the end of them, how much you understand of that? And I can tell, you know, they know yeah. that they're not going to get it past me because I told them I was a wizard. So they know <laughs> that they're not gonna, to... <laughs> which they usually is. Nice. <laughs> oh, I know I yeah, it, it works. It works if they got imagination. Pure yeah. imagination. tell me you're a wizard, I'll know if you're telling me the truth.
5: Yes, my my year 13s my eighteen year olds will love
4: it. <laughs> you can got say it as if you mean it. And it helps if you have a a stick and a and, and a white beard like I've yeah. got. Gandalf, Gandalf, <laughs> Mr. But I would say to them, right, fractions. How much did you get of that? And they would look at me and, and I go, right, you didn't, did you? How much did you understand? Well something about yeah mm, i don't know okay so the next day i could come back to it and we start again and the next day and the next day so when i went through topics in say mathematics in fact in my subjects but in mathematics especially well i was in the book it said right you do algebra on a tuesday you do trigonometry on a wednesday i learned after a year i scrapped that completely and i said right for this term um we're going to learn maybe 15 things in maths. We can cover all these things. Now, I've got the benefit of the luxury of starting with, say, algebra or fractions. And I'm going to keep going and going and going until I can say to those kids, Do you understand that? And they go, Yes. And I know they mean it. And I go, Great. Now we'll go on to something else. And then when they have learned something, that then became part of the morning mental math session. So you're constantly refreshing it and it's going into the subconscious mind. So they know that a quarter is the same as not 0.25, you know, they know that, you know, this, that's the denominator, and that's the this and that's the this and all that stuff, because I'm constantly refreshing it. Yeah. So I I adopted that and it seemed to work because they didn't forget it. It, it yeah. became embedded. And again, kids are vacuums. If we can get it that knowledge into their heads at that age, it sticks. And I yeah. knew that because it stuck with me. I could remember things i would learned in 1969 as if it was yesterday when i was six years of age and i thought well if it works for me and my thick old head it's going to work for them yes yeah. so we did that so i had the benefit of doing that and being patient enough and then they didn't feel that they were under pressure so it was <laughs> like i was saying right well we'll be doing fractions for two days and then we'll come back to it in six months time and you better know it by then because there's a test on it They after that they knew that when we started the subject by the end of it I was not going to move on until they knew it inside out, backwards, upside down. Yeah. And in French. So um, and, and that then meant that I could set targets for the term. So we're going to hit 15. Now, if I hit 15, we've got room for maybe three more this year. Or maybe we take all term and maybe we do 13. We'll come back to the other two. Yeah. But we're not going past those until we go past. I want you to know this. I don't want you to think, well, I think I know it. I kind of know it. I want you to know. Like me, nineteen sixty nine, nine fours to thirty six. Yeah, uh, you know, you nine know, eights to seventy two. Where'd that come from? So I wanted it to get into the subconscious, into the subconscious, and and to make it fun, um, and and if they know that they're getting stuff right, and they were by the stage because they're literally going on, on 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 subconscious memory, then you know that in their mind they're giving themselves a tick. And again, every time they do it in book form sticker, sticker, sticker. Brilliant. Fantastic. Yeah. You did really well. Oh, that's amazing. 100%. Keep going, keep going, keep going. So, you know, it was to undo the earlier, psych- the psychology of, especially with the eldest, with the mathematics, um, and also with the youngest one with the literacy, which she struggled with. in the same yeah. way. So they are, as I say, they are poles <laughs> apart, they're, they're north and south.
5: But no, I mean, that is really good, because everything that you've just described is exactly what we do exactly. in a school. Yeah. you know all of that positive reinforcement the 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 interleaving you know that there, there are good um there are good arguments for mm. stopping fractions doing something else and then coming back to it yeah. um but at the same time you know you can there are also arguments for keeping going until you know that they've got it yeah and yeah. you know you just kind of in, in a classroom with 30 kids exactly. you do I'm whatever just, you yeah. think is better I'm whereas we that yeah. 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 I was
4: I was, I was just gonna say that this is where I don't envy you. I, 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 I had two and I found that difficult at times. Yeah. How the hell you cope with 30, 30 plus? I wouldn't be able to do yeah. that. I, I'm not able to, I, I wouldn't be able to do that because and especially I mean, you know, we as I said, we the the, the youngest for a, a, a time went back to school because that's where she wanted to go, and that's fine. The eldest kept going. But I had her undivided attention and I had her enthusiasm. Now, if I've got 30 kids and maybe 10% of those kids aren't really interested in learning, they're interested in being disruptive. They're interested in you know, mucking yeah. about. And we've all been in classrooms for those. And then that is disruptive. I don't know how I would have cope with that. I struggled at times with two. How yeah. the hell you deal with 30? I that i i be out of my league and i take my hat off to you and all will teach oh, thank
5: you so we we talked about how or you mentioned how your youngest um chose to go back into school for a little yes. while because she missed her friends Absolutely. and the the lack of social socialization mm. is a big critique of of ah, home education
4: yeah yeah yeah
5: so how did you manage that how did you make sure that that your girls were being i don't like being socialized it makes them sound like animals It,
4: does, but...
5: it yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> I yeah how did I, you I make think, sure that they were meeting people and learning kind of the social mores of, of how to function in a society with other people.
4: That is something that initially and when I started this, people went what's wrong with you? Are you <laughs> nuts? You're about to get a, you know, you're about to go. I, th- I thought you're about to go and learn stuff and be, have a career. Yeah. And I went, no, yeah, what do you know, but that was the number one. Yeah, but they're going to grow up a bit weird, aren't they? They're going to be a bit, you know. you know what i'm saying and i thought well no i don't actually um but 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 then it does make you think of that and then as i said some of the some of the families that we were connected with in the very early stages or five of us in gloucestershire (laughs) some of them were i would say you could say they were on the social extremes of behavior okay and that's fine you know if you want to have that you you know i've got no issue with that at all but you could tell that maybe that's the stereotypical you, you know yes you're down the pub and everything else and and what bobby goes you're yeah, there's one of them blokes over there he does that own education and immediately and i and I'd be thinking that's what they think they're thinking yeah. somebody who's you know it's going to be and, and 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 sometimes from my friends talking in the states there was that element there was that element of either we don't want to integrate socially or there was some kind of cognitive issue with the child yeah and so, I think in this country, especially at that time, there was that, and maybe there still is that stereotype, and, and and that did come out in later years, especially when the eldest went back to school. Yeah. And and so, with the socialisation aspect, I, I I I did ask that with the LAA. That became a big part of our initial meeting and and okay. early meetings. And so she put us in contact with the other one uh, with the other groups. Um. We kind of went out of our way to make sure that they interacted. Um, it became a very, I I, I guess before that, you, you you kind of wing it. You you just assume that they're going to grow up. They're going to start talking to other kids. They're going to start yes. doing that. Um, I know that at school they've been very social. They chatted maybe a bit too much. To <laughs> kids. They, 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 they opened themselves up and they're very kind girls. And so me and my wife were talking, and it became because people were saying this to us a lot, and it became a very uh, common cr- critique. They're going to grow up weird. They're going to grow yeah. up uh, normal, um, <laughs> like in young Frankenstein. um So, it, and it was okay. So, what do we do that? So, I guess we went out of our way, and I said at the time, my wife had begun a career in sales. That meant that we were able to go literally around the country, maybe five times a month, six times a month. So. The, uh, my wife would say, "Tomorrow we're going to Yorkshire. We're, we're going to Leeds. Hooray! We're going to Leeds, or we might go to London." So I then plan ahead. Now, say we're going to London. Oh my God! I mean, London is is I mean, it's the Mecca of opportunity for learning. Absolutely. So we, I'd say, right. I'm going to take you to somewhere called the VNA. What's the V&A, Dad? What's in the V&A? Well, you're going to love the V&A. What does it stand for, Dad? Well, it stands for the Victorian Album Museum. Who was Victoria? Who was Albert? Dad? Well, previously, so you, you, you know, and then an hour later, you're talking about Saturn's rings. You think how the, hell <laughs> the, how the hell did we get here, children? What are you doing me? But, but but they would be uh, you know, questions i nice say an opposite. There's a science museum. Oh, that sounds brilliant, Dad. Is it made of magic? And all this kind of, oh, it's brilliant. You'll go and you'll see this. And then next to that, it's the natural history. There's a big dinosaur in there. What a real one. Yes, yeah, brilliant. Oh, my God, Dad, when are we going? I want to go now. No, it's three in the morning. Go, go to bed, go to bed. <laughs> and so We would go to the V&A and in at, at time I, I would bring a head. And, one of the things that I found, yes, we increased their interaction with children, with cousins. If we went out for Sunday meal, we would encourage them to go and say, and there was a pub in Bristol that we used to go to and they would have a big, it, it was very family based nice. there would be, um, in the center of the pub garden. There would be this massive, you know, climbing frame swings. So you, I, I think we put extra emphasis on going go over there and make some friends. And they would do that. And I could see that they could do that. So it didn't bother me if they were kind of cowering in the corner. I would have had problems, but they would go over and then they would come back with about three or four kids. You know, this is Nadia. This is Damon. This is, you know, we're making yeah. a tree house. And all the kids go, we're making a tree house. And, and so it was clear to us that socially they were they were fine. The plus side, what I didn't realize and um, say we went to the v I would ring ahead, and they would treat us as a school. Now, if you yeah. go to the R N A as a school, when you go to the reception desk, they sometimes give you these these questionnaires and things, yeah. and they give you a pen and they say, "Go round and have a look and fill out all the things." And when we got there, they would say, "What are we doing, Dad?" And I'd say, "Right, you two need to go and talk to that gentleman with the cap on over there." Oh, Dad, can can you talk to him? No, sorry, no, <laughs> my legs don't work. You go and talk <laughs> to him, and you say. You yeah, know, my dad rang up, and went, so I got them talking to adults from a very young age. Yeah. And what that did, Darren, and and I, I mean, I just wanted to do it anyway because they, I, I think partly again because of myself because I wasn't able to do that when I was their age. I wasn't able yeah. to do it when I was much older, and I thought I don't want them going through that hell. It is hell. And so I encouraged them to do it, even if they, you know, they didn't want to do it at the time, but they did it, and then once they did it, they got better at doing it. The same yeah. as anything else. What that did, it encouraged them to talk to anybody. So nice. they weren't just talking to their own age groups. We would be going in the VA, they would see somebody looking at the big bed or something like that. They would walk, walk up and say, Hello, it's a wonderful bed, isn't it? It's wonderful. i just found out it was made in 1426. but it encouraged <laughs> them to talk to anybody. Um, and I will, you know, I'll, obviously I, I would be there in the background tomorrow yeah. to monitor who they were talking to that they learned that they could talk to anybody and they talked to us all the time. And we were on the same, le- we were on the same level. And obviously you've got to have that parental yes. child relationship. And obviously, you know, don't do that, do this and all this kind of stuff. Don't touch that. It's hot. Don't eat that. It's poisonous. All that kind of stuff. But they, because they were so used to talking to me and we were talking the same level, they learned that they could do that with other adults. And, and 99% of adults were brilliant with them and would encourage them. Yeah. I would even walk around with us and say, now I bet you I'm going to show you something I don't know that none of the others seen. Don't take us in the storeroom and show us stuff and things like that. <laughs> no, one's ever, no one's ever seen this, but you're such lovely children. We're gonna maybe making notes, taking photographs <laughs> And and then when we got home, I would say the next right, write, you know, I want you to write everything that you did today. Use your photographs, put it in, and yep. we ended up with these wonderful detailed reports. I saw Brian, he had a lovely cap on. He showed me the storeroom and we all went round and we saw all the skeletons. It was brilliant. It was fantastic. And then we did that at the Bristol, uh, sorry, at Bristol Museum, we did that, the London Museum, we did that, the, the British Museum, we did that the Science Museum, we did that the National History Museum. We did that wherever we went. And it, most people were very receptive to that. We did have a couple of odd ones going, why are not kids in school? Yeah. Now we had to, I, we had to have badges because it was still, well, as it is now. If uh, there were LEA truancy officers around, yes. So they would lurk in these places, and if they saw us, and we did get approached, I think we were in the um, uh, the War Museum in in London, the military uh, museum, and I think we did get approached by somebody who went, "Why aren't the children in school?" Uh, okay. I, saw, I had I, I I had badges made up, and I would say, "It's all right. They're home educated by me. Home education. What's that? They should be in school." So I did have a couple of those and eventually you've got to say, well, I'm sorry, but you know, it's legal, you know, and and most, most places down were lovely and most people were really receptive. And what we found is that, and again, from talking to other children with home education and I think it's it's a strange one, but we, we would get together with other families of home education and the kids would go and play and they'd be swapping notes. What are you doing in history? Oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're doing that. Oh, I did that last time. That's brilliant. And they all had this passion for learning, which was great. And we as the parents would talk. them, yeah, I mean, you could you could see that they were socially they were ahead of their years. Yeah. And that's that came from not from what we thought, oh, our precious darlings, oh, they're so advanced, you know, because they're home educated. Yeah, they're at least 92, yeah, you know, in mind. It came from complete strangers comments and yeah. people praising and saying, Are those your kids? How old are they? And I'd say, Well, they're about nine. Nine? He's just been talking to me about. She's just been talking to me about Henry VIII and, a, and six wives. <laughs> I was trying to eat me sandwich. And, Did you know? The Captain American? And all, the, all this, all this kind of. Stuff. But that, you know, they, they were bubbling. Yeah, you know, you know They were bubbling with this. But they were able to talk to adults at a very early age because that was encouraged. Um, and so, although initially I was very much in the oh my god, I think they are maybe going to grow up with. A few quirks they might be known as you know that is a big worry yeah but by the time they were 11 well 10 12 you could see the difference they could mm. have a conversation with anybody about anything and so you know the most common comment was oh well they might be 12 but they sound like a 20 year old yeah but at the same time they could go and play with kids and they could have fun and so it was it was keeping that balance that yes. that is going you know you are nine we don't want you to act like a 19 year old no i don't want you to go around quoting chaucer and all this kind of (laughs) stuff and wearing a monocle um you know if you if you you see a sandpit jump in it if you see swings swing on it if you see a slider go down on it because that's what you you know that's what being a kid is all about yeah there's a tree climb it there's a football kick it the only puzzling response they got was from children of maybe their own age okay that's where because they stood out in some way yeah and they would come to us and said that why were those girls being really mean to i can remember being in the science museum and there were kids from a london school that were there and r2 were walking around they were looking at everything they were into everything and these kids were making comments about r2 because they it was clear they, from, from their perspective they didn't fit Maybe, yeah. as i say they weren't street enough there I, I i don't know And it became clear that they would say why are those girls being really mean they went to the toilets and the girls when they were saying horrible things to them they came out and said why are they being mean to us and and so we had to explain that you know that yes but why aren't they like us so there was a lot of that kind of thing and i had to say to them well look because of the scenario you're actually a little bit more mature so yes you can still laugh and joke and be a 10 year old 12 year old all this stuff but don't expect other kids to behave like that because the dynamic is different. Yeah. They're they're maybe they don't have the social interaction with adults that you do. Yes. You can, yeah. you know, and I and at six and seven, you didn't have that, but at 10, 11, 12, yes, you do. Because we've taught you to talk to anybody. And if you don't know something, ask, ask. And and you talk to people on the same level. So yeah, and, and you treat people with respect. Yeah. You say please and thank you. And you treat people with respect. And so that that was. You, you know, really part of their you know, it's the fundamentals of, yeah. of good manners and decent behavior. And and they got that from the start and then, but when they saw it in others or they maybe they saw it on, on telly and they'd look at us and go, why are they acting like that? Yeah. We don't get it. And I'd say, well, that's, you know, you have to try and put yourself in their shoes, you know, maybe this has happened or maybe, and it would create a conversation for the next day, you know, I that's really a, good. Yeah. You, you know when they got bullied in, in the science museum we made it into a conversation topic for, for the next day yeah we don't know what kind of lives those children have we yes. don't know how often they get to laugh maybe that's the only time they get to laugh If by laugh <laughs> at other people <laughs> yeah. maybe sarcasm is their only weapon their only tool at the moment you're lucky you've got the support you've got that and, and you've got this and you've got that and you've got that and this and maybe they don't have that in their lives and they'd say oh i feel really sorry for them now and so we would have those kind of conversations um because it's awful i was bullied terribly yeah. when I was school, it affected me really badly mentally yeah you know as it does with children oh, that
5: absolutely maybe. um you mentioned the the truancy officer um
4: mm-hmm.
5: in, in your story just now and you've been very very complimentary about the lea which i'm mm-hmm. so glad to hear um yeah brilliant th- were there any um were there any checks or measures put into place to make sure that you were delivering a curriculum because again another not misconception but another potential criticism oh, yeah, of yeah, yeah home education is what actually is being taught and the quality absolutely. to which it's being taught absolutely
4: it was made clear to us from the start and again i know i was chatting to the le officer in the first couple of years and we we actually i th- i think there was something in the 96 education act which basically said that if i'd wanted to i didn't need to work with the lea i could Literally say, and I know that some that some of the families that we came into contact with it later had decided that, and, and again, I think a couple were travelers, but a couple just wanted a completely independent lifestyle and said, okay. No, don't want any anything to do with you at all. I from the beginning realized that I needed that support and, okay. and that confidence. So I I said to them, right, and yeah, you know, they said, Will you work with us? And I said, Absolutely. I I, I really need you. And I did. I needed them all, all the way through. And as I said at the beginning, they said, I said, how does this work? And they said, right, well, you want to have the school to set, Kevin, and you are an independent school. And I thought, oh, great, brilliant. And, and they said, and therefore every year we will come out and we will inspect you. Okay. And I said, OK. I thought, all right. So um, that was the first couple of those were very, very daunting because I didn't know what to expect. No. So basically, I just had to be, again, very methodical, very logistical. Everything they did was kept. Um, I had folders upon folders upon folders. And when they came out, you know, I had to make sure that I'd stuck to the books, I'd achieved, I'd set out a term targets which I run through with the LAA and said right look in history i'm going to cover these 500 years in this term and in math we're going to do. These 15 subjects in English we're going to do these 15 subjects, this is my book list that i'm giving for them to read this is science we're going to cover you know volcanoes and, and all this magma and all this kind of stuff. And so in every topic I had that, and then I also had another topic of a file folder with. All the places that they'd been that when they were there, they'd filled out these questionnaires and gone round and they, you know, find all the things in the building and all this kind of stuff. They'd done all of that. So I kept all of that, I stapled them all together. So the first one, yeah, would have been I think the first one would have been 199, maybe. Okay. And I was very nervous because yes. I didn't know what to expect. And I thought, oh my God, what if they come out and go, You're doing it all wrong? <laughs> yeah. You're doing it all wrong. No, you <laughs> haven't got a clue. Where do we go then? Because legally. Did, you know, could they say to me, "Well, I'm sorry, you, these children really should be in school." You are yeah. ho- You're absolutely hopeless. Um, yeah. and-, and of course,
5: the answer to that is yes. They they would have had the legal right, and they still do have the yeah. legal right to do that.
4: Absolutely. And and I would have felt the and, I and I would have gone with that because I would have felt that I would felt them, and I just said, "Well, look, I'm not up to the task. Yeah. You need you need to go." Um, I I would have gone along with whatever choice that they made, but they came out and they. I had a wealth of stuff. I think they planned to be there for twenty minutes. They ended up being there for about three hours, um, and they were blown away with the amount that we covered. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think the first year, so was I, because yeah, you know, I'd stuck rigidly to the book. But we also had because both of them are very artistic. So music, we use music a lot in the in the lessons. They learned a lot about music. Yeah. Especially from my era. Yeah. Starting <laughs> young, starting young. And now, children, This is ACD. No. <laughs> 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 Can you smack it out, children? Come on. Um, <laughs> so I put. I realised that both of them adored art, okay. and so art became a part of every single lesson. Everything. Even maths. It, it got into everything. Um, even when we we we. Um, We were learning French for a while, everything. Uh, So, if if we went somewhere, I would get them to take photographs of stuff with a camera because they were learning the photography. And then, when I would, you know, we would do them on Photoshop or whatever. And I'd say, right, can can you draw that? And so their artwork began to grow. So, when the poor lady would turn up in the LAA, you know 16 volumes of art stuff and and and, uh, and the girls were, and this is and, and we went to the the vna and we saw and he had a hat and we were and and there's a big bed and you know there's this picture of a bed and pencil and then there's that you know there's a skull or this whatever this this painting and we were able to you know i was able to bring that in so it was yeah it was a real key part a real key part of that um of, of that kind of sharing but they were you could see that they were growing and when the first report i had back because they go away and they say well we'll you know and we'll go away yeah. and, oh, Jesus, gonna... <laughs> oh it's all gone wrong yes and go, again
5: the feeling that we know well <laughs>
4: yeah and the girls are saying how did it go how did it go daddy How'd it go and i go hang on i just need to light three cigarettes at one <laughs> because where's my whiskey gone um, and yeah. Oh, I think it went very well. You know? <laughs> I think it went well. And then in a couple of days, I'd get an email or I'd get a letter in the post and we'd be graded and we we never got below an A plus. Brilliant. And that gave me real co- oh, it's working. Yeah. And then so for me as a tutor, I the confidence grew. I think that's the 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 first report I had was that I think it was something like, it's clear that to the children their their education is infectious i like Uh, that and and it's clear that they have a passion and and a fascination for everything that they've learned um and i thought well let's keep that ball rolling yeah you know let's we i'm not sure what we're doing but we must be doing something right so let's let's just keep doing it and hope it keeps rolling um and i had them all the way through right up to the final year okay um you know that 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 became a thing and luckily everything always went very well but i was aware of the hard you know they said it's clear you've worked hard and i thought in hindsight when i look back yeah we did work hard i think even now i would probably do things differently yeah um i I would probably do things maybe even better because i've got hindsight and i'm a bit older um and hopefully a bit smarter um but at the time we were you know we were doing the best that we could yeah and and it seemed to be working we did we were obviously very open to any criticism we were open to any emotional problems we were open to any signs of um not wanting to socialize not wanting to do that not wanting to get up in the morning you know being sad all this all this kind of stuff but they had a real passion for learning and that was emphasized actually we did the first year and i said and now we've got some holidays, and they went okay, cool. And then the okay. second day, and then the second day, they went, we're bored. <laughs> and they and I said, well, we can't do schoolwork all the way through. Yeah, but we're bored. We, you know. so we turned the, the the holidays, at least for maybe an hour or two a day, we'd do something creative. Amazing. Or we go out to Chedworth Villa, yeah. or we go to the museum we just go to the park and look at the flowers and say, oh, and the youngest will say, oh, that's a blink on. That's the, and the Latin name for that is because she's obsessed with stuff like that (laughs) and, and, and very into it. And so, but they, they didn't want to, I realized that they were not capable of just sitting down in front of the telly and monging and just kind of. Yeah. They, they wanted to be activated. They want to be stimulated all the time. And then, you know, and I, I, luckily it was a time of, Harry Potter was out. Ah, Okay. So eldest devoured all of the Harry Potter <laughs> and the youngest who didn't like greeting. And I had a real problem with her because when I tried the traditional route with her didn't work at all. And we we clashed heads. And I thought, yes. how can I get around this? Because it became more it became almost unteachable. Uh, I couldn't do anything at all. I was completely powerless. Okay. And and I thought, right, what can I do? And I thought, what does she like? She likes cars. She likes horses. She likes plants. Okay. Went to W.H. Smith. I got every magazine I could on plants, every magazine I could on flowers, every magazine and comic that I could on horses. And I said, I bought you some comics. Oh, yeah, I don't mind reading them. Yeah. I, I don't care what you're reading because you're devouring the English language. Yes. It's well written, it's got sentences, it's got punctuation and it's spelt right. Yes. So therefore, you know, it, you don't have to read Canterbury Tales and yep. memorize it. You don't need to learn the entire. Yeah. You know. So while Eldis was going, I think I'd like to tackle Charles Dickens now. <laughs> <laughs> so Christmas Carol and yeah. me, Auto Monthly. Oh, there's a McLaren on the front, and but, but, so they're both devouring. Yes. And they're both and the youngest is thinking huh, i got away with that because i don't have to read more than charles dickens anyway the f1 mclaren is a brilliant car because then i thought yeah but you're learning
5: exactly you're learning exactly. This
4: language and now it's about horses oh it's about he's something in hand uh, uh, and half hands hide that it's brilliant and i thought yeah so you're you're taking the information in you're able to understand it in process and i think it's the tutor that you know that's all you want isn't it yes. Again, They're demonstrating the knowledge but i knew if i went down the traditional route of you must read this book because it's part, you know, you must, she wouldn't respond to that. And I guess I wasn't like that as a kid. I, I read anything. I read comics. I read, I read encyclopedias. Yep. I, I read absolutely Tolkien. I read yes. it, absolutely anything. If I had words in it, I was there. <laughs> but I realized I had to go kind of, I had to think outside the box with the youngest one, just adapting, adapting, adapting all the time. To what makes them learn? What makes the information get in their head? What gives them the confidence to be able to express that information back to me? Yeah, and then to each other, and then to children, and then to mother and to grandmother, and to say it with confidence. Yeah. And once you and 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 once they can do that, and of course, they then get the feedback, especially from grandmother. <laughs> okay, oh, yes. like they, oh, you're going to be. Oh, you're going to go to university. <laughs> you are you know because you know that two apples and three apples are five apples <laughs> you're going to be like a, oh, it's a oh absolutely but they're getting that feedback that yes. instead of cross 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 they're getting the tick 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 gold star wow you yeah you you you're a good student yes and i thought right let's bottle that and let's spread that over everything and i mean that's the way that that worked for me and and i've been talking to other home educators across the years now that seems to be the way. There has to be that passion us, and enthusiasm. There Absolutely. Has to be that. And if there isn't that, and I said, you know, I did lose it a couple of times with subjects that they weren't interested in. Yeah.
3: No.
4: Um, it wasn't their natural forte. And kids are really good at, at what they like. And even with the art with the eldest, and she bypassed me in art when she was nine. <laughs> eldest daughter discovered that she could draw cats and she could draw them really well. So now we're drawing cats and more cats and cats. And I'm saying, hmm, I have a lot of cats coming this way. Oh, <laughs> they're very. aren't they good cats. Lad? They're really good. Cats. Look at this, this tail's amazing. I said, okay, right. Should we try drawing something else? Oh no, I, I like drawing cats. Okay. Um, and they learned very, very, very early with me that the, um, the 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 phrase they could not say to me was, "I can't do that." Good. <laughs> that didn't. No. <know>, oh, really? <laughs> and after a while they were saying and the other one would not go don't 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 tell him that <laughs> oh really challenged Julie accepted <laughs> so with like with the eldest with the cats it would be right well we're gonna now we're gonna draw a man yeah and i want to draw a cat no you can draw cats we need to go up a level you've got the talent you've got the skill you could i bet you could draw me the best church ever if you were to have a go i bet you could draw me that apple over there i bet you could well, I'll have to go. Oh, see, you can do it. So it yep. goes from a cat to an apple to a church, and now, you know, she's about to make that her career. Fantastic. So, but, it is that, but it is that confidence curve, and and and, you know, I was lucky. As I say, how you do that with thirty kids, I don't know, because it was it, it was challenging enough for me with two. Yeah. But so again, I've got the time to sit and talk to them and say, look, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, or. You know, sometimes to say, "Look, don't do that. Do this," because sometimes you do have to switch from authoritarian. You know, you, don't, you know, you, that's not how you do it. Enjoy it like this. To being, "Come on, you're really good at this. You're really good. Oh, that's really good. That story was amazing," um, and and things like that. So you're you're constantly trying to nurture and encourage. Yeah. Without taking away any of their independence, because they they need to form as independent souls. So they need, and obviously once they get to 13, 14, they're going to start going away anyway, aren't Uh, they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's
5: natural. They should.
4: But I can see that they were starting to diversify. They were starting to form their own music. My, my music of my era, the eighties, that wasn't good enough anymore. Now, now, yes, but it's not as good as Muse. Yes. It's not as as good as that. So it was never about making mirror images of me or of, of their mother. You know, well, when you grow up, you're gonna be like this and you're gonna yeah. that's the job that you're gonna have, and you're gonna wear those kind of shoes and drive that car, otherwise, you know, uh, all this kind of stuff. It's all about giving them the freedom to explore, to express, um, and 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 having that. And that freedom at time comes with a little bit of independence and stubbornness, but they're finding their way, aren't they? They're discovering yeah. their talents, they're discovering their and they're building their confidence, they're still building their confidence, and you know their minds are still forming as well. Yes. So their brains are still forming. So it's wonderful to watch that journey, Darren, but it's, uh, yeah, it was a, a very interesting one, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, we were, um, once a year we were assessed by the LEA. Uh, we had the same lady, I think for 10 of the 11 years. Oh, nice. So there was that she knew what to expect when she yeah. came up and they knew what to expect. They, um, we used to call us cause we were caring for my, my mother at the time. So we called ourselves nanny squad. We you were nanny We were capable of anything. With nanny squad, we could learn anything. We could care for my mother and it was going through dementia at the time, but we could also, we you know, we could take on anything. We could go to the VNA and learn loads of stuff. We could go to the museum, we could go down to Bristol docks and, and look at all your ships and, and find out when they were made. We could do anything. We were a nanny squad. <laughs> and I got them to do cartoons of that and all sorts of things fantastic um, but again it's, the, it's that we're, we're kind of in this together and sometimes yes i might be only four or five
5: pages ahead of
4: you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we are all in this together and you know at the end of the day it's about what they wanted
5: perfect, perfect. joe kev i can think of no better way no better message to end our interview on than that um so i want to thank you so much for joining me and my listeners today um yeah, Joel, I, I done so much research um, for this show, because I want to make sure that I that I do justice to the the home education movement. But I think in in talking to you, I have learned so much more about the similarities between homeschooling and school schooling. Um, And and, and actually, we're not that different. No. And and so I think that the two communities, despite the fact that we are quite often opposed you sometimes because Mm -hmm. it's because parents pull kids out of school for reasons like you had. And, and negative experiences. Yeah. um I do think there's a lot that we can learn from each other, and, and hopefully, it'll be a, a, a good relationship moving forward.
4: I have massive, and and had I you know had my had my academic career gone to plan, I would. Have, I was looking at becoming a teacher at one point. I I have infinite respect because, as I say, I had two, and <laughs> I, I had two for eleven years, and you know, we we had some amazing moments. We do, and. But what also is, you know, passionate for me is that their dreams in the education, through education, they are now living in adult life. So immediately after the education, they both went to Shire College. Yep. And I said, what do you want to do? They got into the college, one pursued an arts career, um, and one wanted to study natural history, animals, and they're both, youngest is uh, now uh, is followed a, a pathway in um natural history and nice. about, about to go and live in mauritius next year oh, and, wow. and probably work in a wildlife center out there and the eldest what well, i think possibly because of care for my mother has spent the last uh, 14 years caring for the community so she's worked as a teacher she's worked as a as um as a carer um she's worked especially with the with children on the autistic spectrum Mm -hmm. she's done 14 years of that and she's decided now that she wants to have a have a change of career she's 30 this year fair enough and i said what do you want to do and she said well it's always been about the art and i said yeah it has what do you want to do so she's just got a new job as a a tattoo apprentice she's, she's joined the place in gloucester uh, she's she's got a, a portfolio together. It's like being uh, which she did to go to Stroud College. We put together a portfolio. She's just done a lovely portfolio, and she's been headhunted all over the place. And she's just been offered a job at, in Gloucester um, as a tattoo piloter. And they're both living their dreams.
5: I mean, you know, as as both a teacher and a parent, what more can you want?
4: Exactly that, and and, and I think that's that's, you know, for me, that's what it's all about. It was never about me and what I wanted or what, you know, my wife wanted, you know, which I think sometimes maybe in other forms of home education, I think that is why it gets a bad rap sometimes. Yeah. And I can understand that because it feels like the parents are dictating yeah. everything that's going to happen. We want you to grow up and be this. Yes. So we're going to do everything we can to make sure that you grow up and be this. Yes. And, and I was always the opposite and said, you grow up and be, what the hell you like? <laughs> Nothing to do with me amazing you know as long as you've got decency and morals and and everything else and you're you're kind and you're courteous live your dreams and, Absolutely. And, and, and 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 it's it's worked out for them in that way and I'm so proud of them um and I think a lot of that comes from the independence of of the home education Darren of basically you know learning and developing and growing and communicating with adults yes with people like you and I asking questions by the bucket load because they wanna learn and they're curious. And, 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 and now that's coming into, into fruition. One's gonna learn about whales and, and dolphins and the other one is thinking, oh my God, I'm gonna have a career using my artwork to inspire other people.
0: You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio.